AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay. All right, we'll call we good. How are you, Al? I'm all right. You? What? Merry Christmas. What's, why is it so distorted? What? what? How close is the mic to your mouth? Uh, I don't know, just like a normal pair of headphones. Is it? Yeah. All right. Did you enjoy the game yesterday? Nice, wasn't it? No, I watched it with uh, Felonius. And, oh, did you? Uh, uh, and it was good fun. It's good fun watching uh, 
watching Tottenham with your mates. But even if you're not in a pub, it was quite—I don't know—it's still quite raucous. Was you all drinking? No, it was just a no. We recorded an episode of a fantastic podcast called Blow the Belt, and then um, kind of just sat down in Callum's bedroom, watched it together. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was I've you all on the end of, end of his bed? Uh, me and Cal were sat on this little sofa thing that he's got. Uh, me and T, sorry, I've never, I've never sat so close to him. It was, uh, it was good. No, it was good fun. It was. Mate, yeah. uh, no, I can't enjoy a result like that. Jesus Christ, man! I, I was. I mean, I, I went into this game with a little bit of kind of fear. I guess the kind of the the, the kind of thing around Pochettino and all the news stories, and there's so much attention on the club. And I was kind of part of me was like, well, we could have done without this. We could have done without with Everton away, a kind of team that's that's kind of going places and, and, and has improved under yeah. Silva. And um, well, they had their pants pulled down, didn't they? Uh, not just pulled down. It was like, just it started to be teased down with Vartif just slightly. And then no, we thought our stuff out, just rip them off. So what, yeah, what, what we did is we laid them on their back and we lifted their, <laughs> their, their, their ankles in the air like a baby. You know, when you, <laughs> you know when you change a baby and you hold the ankles up in the air? Yeah, yeah that's what we did. We wiped it, we wiped it, uh, Everton's front bum. <laughs> so it was ridiculous. We were so good. We were so yeah. good. I mean, there were some defensive issues, but I don't even want to talk about that. I just want to talk about how we just... I'm not, I'm not even sure there was. I think kind of. Dan, San, Sanchez kind of came back in and was some bit of rustiness to there thereabouts. Trippier was his normal self, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those games where I was, I was a little bit nervous beforehand, but you could just see as soon as... As soon as you saw how Everton was set up with um, Tom Davis, who I was quite impressed with early doors, but he really has seemed to fall fallen away. Tom Davis and, and, and Gomez in the middle, and they had Walcott, Sigurdsson, and, and Richarlison. And it's just like, they're, they're going to try and go toe-to-toe yeah. with a knockout artist, and, and you're going to get knocked out, mate. You know, if yeah. you look at down that spine of it, of where of, of centrally, where they are, you know, Zuma and Keane, Kurt Zuma, how Kurt Zuma has got another Premier League club, I'll never know. Madness. Um and like I said, Gomez and, and Tom Davis, it's just like, it's, it's not... It showed yeah, to I me a complete lack, it's a complete disrespect. A lack of respect for Tottenham. Uh, and this is what happened. Yeah, it was, because to not play a defensive midfielder against us... Well, is, I think they had some, some injury uh, issues to be fair. I know they had, obviously, they had Schneidlin on the bench, but he's hardly been, he's hardly been at his best. I think... I, there's a little bit of tactical naivety from Silva, which, you know, and so he's really has, from someone who I would have thought, you know, it was like a Pochettino light yeah. uh, uh, back in the day. He, he really has shown some, uh, put in some poor, like really glaringly obvious uh, tactical deficiencies in certain games, particularly with Everton. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Okay. Well, but anyway, I mean, as, more about us. I mean, we would. Well, but just to finish with that, to Silver, as soon as I saw Silva and Davies in midfield, I thought, that we are going to have no issues scoring goals. And I didn't expect it to be as easy as it was. They could not cope with us. Every attack, every time we went forward, it thought, I thought we were going to score. Yeah. Six, six actually flattered them. Yeah. It could, it's, it's ridiculous to say that it could have been 10 or 11. Probably should have been. Yeah, well, we had 17 shots, uh, uh, seven of which were on target. Yeah, a couple blocked and, and obviously hit the post, but that was... Actually, no, Post was just Kieran Trippier, wasn't it? And Kane yeah. hit the rebound. So, yeah. um, But no, I'm saying, like, with that, with that one when Kane went through and he put it wide, mm. um, and there was a couple of more. It was, it was just an absolute annihilation. I think Kane could have had four on his own. He, he, looked, he looked on it yesterday. He looked like he'd seen Aubameyang score two Saturday and thought, Jesus, I'm not having that. You yeah. 
few people pulling away from me in these charts here. He, he looked like, because he ignored a couple of passes when there was you know, very good passes on uh, in, in, in turn of shooting instead. And uh, yeah, he looks back as well. He really does look back, you know, not just, not just with goals, but just with, you know, assists and coming deep and controlling the ball and affecting play. Yeah. He's, he's, he's back. Yeah. I mean, they all are. I mean, it, we, every single team under Pochettino has gone into the Christmas period flying and we mm. tend to get through this period without any problems whatsoever. Um, but it's even more impressive this time because of the, because of the fact that the, we, the, so many of our players went so deep into a World Cup, none of them have had a, a break of any kind of significance. Because of the fact that we didn't buy anyone, because you'd expect it that perhaps after three or four months of, of the season that it may be around the Christmas period that fatigue would set in, but it, we, we look like we've gotten stronger, faster, like yeah. more mobile, more motivated than we ever have been. And you look at, and you look at, um, you know, I'm just looking at some of the some of the stats and stuff from from yesterday, just some of the basic stuff and things like, um, you know, uh, aerial battles won, you know, double the amount that they did. Tackles won was nearly, um, you know, again another half about more than than what they did. We had nearly sixty percent possession. You know, it was just a, a domination in every in every part. You know, it, it's and it's nice to see that a, a peaking at certain times. And and I think sometimes the the uh, the hidden benefit of having some of these injuries that we've had is that it means that Suzuko has had to play games and games and games. And it means Winks has had to come back and play games and games and games because these are players that will not get up to the level that they need without playing, playing. you know, regularly, you know, and I know he likes to rotate and everything else, but it's, it's actually helped a little bit. I mean, you looked at the bench yesterday, it was Walker Peters, Rose, Foyf, Gazaniga, and, and skip, you know, really the only two players who were going to come on that were really going to affect the game if we did need something was Lamella and Mora. Yeah. So it was, it, it, like I said, it, those those attacking players are peaking just at the right time. It's just a shame we're going to lose Sun for however many weeks it's going to be. Yeah, bit of a shame that is. Like, what fucking, I, I talked talk about it in the last, but he's, you know, surely he's done enough not to piss off in the middle of the season. I'm, I'm I sure wonder he if wants he wants to. to. Yeah, I'm oh, sure yeah well, does. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, imagine, he's like a hero. Like he, He's like a god status there. Of course he's going to want to go and do that. Um, what about uh, um, Deli Ali and his hamstring injury? Because it, it came from that challenge that Pickford, who, how he stayed on the pitch. If he doesn't get... Yeah, like it's a, disgusting. Disgusting. If he doesn't get a ban after, after that, because the referee didn't book him, did he? No, so he he no. can get retrospectively banned. That was can they do that retrospectively on ta- on when the play has been stopped though? Because the whistle had gone. Well, the ref, the ref still within his. He can send the player off whether they get the, the balls in play or not. But I don't know mm-hmm. if retrospectively that that works in the same way. Yeah, but I think look, I, there's no denying it was a disgusting. Like to do that it on like your England teammate. This is someone you spent time with. Because you you know you you lost your head because you're a nutcase. So many goalkeepers mm. are, but he's a, he's like a he's a special breed of weird uh, Pickford. Um, <laughs> and the uh, that that challenge with this guy, like how like if, if Deli Ali hadn't pulled out, undoubtedly terrible damage, like broken legs, maybe both legs. It was terrible. Yeah, and, he, and you could tell he was pissed off as well. But he's obviously mates with him, and it was it was kind of a you know we'll, well have a conversation afterwards he, type he thing. Went to grab his hamstring, didn't he? And, yeah. Um, afterwards, and then that was, and that was that. Well, you look at the run of games that we've got coming up, Bournemouth, Wolves, and you think, you know, hopefully we'd be able to do without him anyway. So it might be a nice way of him being able to have a couple of weeks, 
you know, just to recharge and, and get ready for, for the new year. Because uh, as much as that fixture list looks relatively kind over this period, the games are so thick and so fast that you, you'll see some funny results. Yeah, you uh, will. You will. But I don't, perhaps, potentially, I mean, you're obviously we're prone to a slip-up like anyone else's. But I think we are, we are um, like I say, during these times of uh, the Christmas festive period where games come thick and fast, we're, we're always at our best. Yeah. And the thing is, is that they, it's the same for everybody else. They ain't as fit as us. You know, these players are not as fit as us. If we're on our, if if we're on our on our um, on our game, it doesn't matter who we play. We're going to pump them. Um, you know, barring probably City or, or, or Liverpool, but the rest of them, they can they can get this work. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see because you'd expect a Klopp team to be very fit. And yeah. You'd expect them to come through this period, okay? And and again, so it'd be interesting to see with with City. You know, because by this time last year, it was pretty much all done. Um, you know, so with a bit more pressure on and, and it'd be interesting to see whether all their eggs are in this Champions League basket. That was my only, not worry at the start of the year, a worry in terms of not wanting Liverpool to win the league, yeah. was that um, was that they'd be just fully focused on Champions League. And if they did the Premier League, then that's great. But it's but it was the second priority. So are it'd you, be interesting to see how that happens over the over Oh, the you, Are you looking up? Uh, oh yeah, I mean you always look up. I'm always I'm always looking up because you think, well, you can only affect what you're doing, you know. And if you just keep doing what you're doing, then the rest will come. I think it's going to be a question this year of of of, uh, of of Liverpool bottling it. Basically, there's only two teams in Premier League history that have been leading the Premier League at Christmas time and have then not gone on to win it, and they're both true? Liverpool. Yeah, and they're both Liverpool. both Liverpool. Yeah, bottle job. You know, so. Yeah, exactly. So you know they've they've got form for it, and I think if we can if we can just follow those, just keep doing what we're doing, yeah. nice and quiet, you know. Because one you know one of the best good things about this whole Pochettino speculation thing, which is driving us nuts, but one of the good things might be that it might just be a case of it's more of a focus on him than it is us. Mm, we can just kind of um, get on with it. Yeah, who knows? But it is I'm mad. Sick the of it. return of well, we're going to come on to it, but the the, the return of. 42 points from 18 games is insane. Winning 14 of your first 18 games, madness. Mm. Like any other season, you'd be top of the league. Well, that's been the case for probably the last three or four because obviously with Leicester and then and then the, the cover a couple of times where we yeah. finished second, third. City have had you know ridiculous uh, goal things. You know we've been very unlucky, and I think it's uh, we're, we're we've kind of hit adulthood in a period of time where. There's already some some superhumans in yeah. this league, down to money and and other circumstances. And like I said, I said at the start of the year on the first first podcast of the year, I said that we would we would be there or thereabouts again. I said um, third or fourth, but it's just such an achievement that, you, that it just needs people will glaze over the fact that you know staying at Wembley with all the uncertainty with the stadium. Like I said, not being able to make the signings that they wanted, regardless of whether that was always the plan or not. Um, and and not being able to move out people that I'm sure he actually wants to move out as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's an, a ridiculous, ridiculous achievement. But then it also comes from the fact of having that settled squad. I said again, I said at the start of the year when we when we were having this whole discussion about transfers, and I said, you know, I think there was a couple of us that said, look, the whole point of having this settled squad is is it's a big thing in Pochettino's management in terms of a happy dressing room. And I think we've seen with United of, of what the difference that can be in terms of actually just having a dressing room that's stable. You know, you haven't got having people come in is always is always 
an action doesn't necessarily mean it's a good action. Mm. And, oh, if it, and if it disturbs that equilibrium in any way, is it worth it? And I think that I think they might have looked at that, you know, come towards the end for just signing people for the sake of it. Well, that's a question you can ask now because obviously January transfer window is just around the corner. Is it worth bringing anyone else in that could potentially damage that equilibrium? And would they be anywhere near up to speed in order to no. feature in in the title running in any case? So, I think I think they'll go again for Jack Grealish from what I've seen and, and, and from what I've got a few Villa mates who are, who are relatively involved with it and they seem to think that it was the initial promise to him was January and if but if Villa were like you know top of the league or whatever but they're not you yeah, know sixth like or seventh seven, in the league yeah, and yeah. lost yesterday to Leeds after being 2-0 up so I think I think they will I think they will look at that again but that would be because he's fit and he's playing in a pretty hectic schedule in the championship and, and will be at least you know relatively there or thereabouts um, in terms of what Pochettino would need but other than that, I don't see it. I, I think it will January be more of a time of getting rid of the Janssens and Nkudus of this world to try and free up some more funds in the summer. Yeah. And I, I, it's weird, isn't it? Because it wouldn't even bother me. I'm not looking at it thinking we're going to sign anyone anyway. No. But like Grudish, I'd, I'd take because, you know, what, he's a squad member, he's fit um, and he's an intelligent player and he could probably help when fatigue does set in for some players. Yeah. But and not as a way of improving our first team. And, I, you know, I, I, I quite like, even though the, the major bugbear of not signing anyone is is the fact that it's costing so much for so many fans to go. And yeah. you think, well, we like new signings. We're paying our money. Give us some new signings. But in terms of the overall benefit to the team, if those players are not there or we don't yeah. have enough money to buy them, then evidentially, evidently, based on what we've seen this season, based on what we saw last night, against Everton that it's not the answer necessarily all the time no and you look at Liverpool or maybe and Liverpool, it is an says, answer but there's, a, there's, there's, there's another way of doing it yeah and you look at Liverpool and everyone you know I've seen a, kind of the hot take at the time is saying blimey look at if we'd have just Liverpool were below us last year if we'd have, if we'd have spent some money if we'd have just done what they've done you know we would, we would be very very about or, or there in their position which but you look at the people that they've signed and bought in alright Shakiri came on and Scored a couple the other, the other night, but you know if we'd have signed Shakiri and no one else, I don't I don't anticipate our lot being particularly happy either. But what I mean is, then he's no Fabinho has not hardly come in and has hardly been. Well, he's, you know, he's been decent. He's been decent. He's been, like, he's been fine. About, he's been fine. He's took, taken you know a while. I mean? um, well, yeah, Van Dijk's the only only one, that, and the goalkeeper. Yeah. And Van Dijk has made a difference, and uh, and Alisson. But that was a that was a problem that the whole world knew they had to solve in their first well, team. And it, we and don't it have them 130 million pounds to do it to solve that yeah. problem. But and but also, but regardless of whether we had the money or not, we didn't have them glaring obvious, you know, obvious yeah. places to improve. All right, you could talk about maybe the fullbacks is somewhere that we can improve and, and perhaps centre midfield. But that's not something you're going to do with, you know, with the, with 50, 60, maybe even 70 million. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Trippier has these detractors and as does Ben Davies but improving on those players is a really expensive thing and it's a risk because you, mm. you, don't, you just don't know you don't know yeah. I mean, where do, unless you're unless you know that you can unless you, you're, you're spending in, in, in the realms of sort of 80 to 100 million where if you're buying a player they, and you're spending that kind of money they have to be of a significant quality where you can pretty much guarantee that they're going to come in and be able to do a job yeah, but we're not going to be doing that, and we're going to be spending twenty, thirty million, and then it becomes a risk. Mm. And are and they going to do it, it when there's four fullbacks that are perfectly fine right there? And you know, I'm just going back, and the reason why I'm saying that yeah. 
is if you just go back to what we were talking about in terms of we've just been unlucky about the league table and 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 not and there always being an anomaly. Eventually, the, if we can maintain this, there won't be an anomaly. Like this is the yeah. the John Bass theory that in the next six years, because if we can maintain just don't necessarily have to improve or improve enough to make to to um to maintain the status quo, then uh, we will win the league because it'll work out for us. Yeah, I think and I think I think the players know that. I think the players know that these last couple of years to to being really there in the thick end of things. I, I think they understand that. I don't think we give players enough credit sometimes in terms of knowing in there because I think you know this is what four and a half years that Pochettino has been there now, and and let's say three of those years that kind of spine of the type of people that he that he wants there who is now so big for us have, have been there. I, I think there would have been murmurs and movings of people wanting to to try their hand somewhere else, uh, you know, earlier mm. if they were really really hell bent on it. I'm not saying if someone comes in and offers X amount. That, that you don't look at it, of course not. But you know, I, I, I think the players know that, um, and I think the reaction to the North London derby and the reaction to the defeat of the North London derby shows you that you know there's no there's no discerning attitudes or eyes looking anywhere else at this time. No, I I I, I, um, I think there's so much about the the environment that Pochettino has created that these players want to stay and play, and mm. you look at sort of Danny Rose's, you know, the, where he's he's got Pochettino's gone to him and said. You know, if you're if you don't want to play here because you're wasting time currently, your attitude isn't correct. If you don't want to play, you can leave. This is something that yeah. he said to to Danny Rose before and after the Newcastle game, where they had a good chat. This is by, you know from Danny Rose's interview the other day. Yeah, and he said, "Oh no, I want to stay." Now, from our perspective, we're like, "Oh, well, Danny Rose wants to move up north. He wants to go to Man United. He wants to double his money." Not mm. true, clearly, because mm. Pochettino said, "Look, here's your door. Here's the door. If you need to leave, you can leave." And that's to what could be one of our, you know, certainly our best left back if he's on form. And oh, I think there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And, and, and so I just, that, like you say, uh, the, the way but this the, is why he's, this is why he's so vital, you know. And this this week's been horrible. Yeah, it's you, been horrible. This has this really week. affected you, isn't it? This it whole, really, um, it, it this, really has. The Man United caught in and the press's coverage of the the Pochettino thing. What what are you worried I, about? I know. It's, I understand that, that you're worried that he, he might leave, and none of, none of us want that. But why do you think there's any like? Why do you think he? You think there's a real risk of him leaving for United? Of course, there is. I, I, and I know everyone's view in terms of where we are to where United are, and, and the fact that the basket case is probably a bit strong. But um, but I just is that, think is that your vegan curry? Is that that's your... my vegan. That's my vegan turkey that I've made. Me, I've made a whole physical turkey out of Seychelles. I'm just going to turn the oven off. It's fine. Why? Um, what do you mean? Why? Why does it have to be it's in Christmas. the shape of a turkey? It's not in the shape of a turkey, but I just mean it's like you know, it's not like a curry or something. It's like a whole physical thing. What? And you're you inflicting know? this on your missus and the kid? Uh, they don't have to eat it if they don't want to, but it'll be delicious. I'm a fantastic cook. But and, and the missus, oh, no, I, I, I don't doubt that. But are, are the is the kid eating a turkey? Uh, they, I think they've got their own idea. They've got something else that they were doing. I just decided to do this today, just in case what they bought is horrible. All right. So, but, uh, so will you be having to? Will there be a turkey on the table? No, no. I think I think mother-in-law is bringing like a little bit of turkey just for herself, but she's the only one in the family that who would be here on Christmas Day that eats meat. So she's insisting on having turkey. 
the four or five of us won't be eating it. Uh, yeah, she's just having a little bit. That's well, right. I can build that. For those that don't know, Alex is a, a vegan. If you're listening to this, what will you be? You're uh, only you're only a hair's breadth away from being a vegan. I get eighteen months. I don't you'll have. Be, uh, I don't have the uh, moral constitution to to become a vegan. Unfortunately. No, we'll see about that. What do you uh, mean? We'll see about that. Is that threat? What? You, what would yeah, it matter yeah. to you? Uh, well, because. Uh, it'd be nice then you, 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 you've got all like long words and stuff so if I ever need to defend my you know vegan stance I'll just forward them to you and then you can talk all intellectually I'm about not, it I'm not getting into the worst thing about vegan you know vegan don't say it don't say that because it's an absolute nonsense no, no what the, no, no, the worst thing the worst thing that, that the cause of veganism has is the vegans themselves no, it's yeah, nonsense. it is. The it, people that moan about the vegans is the problem. No, it's like it's like it's like Labour voters. The worst, the very worst thing about the Labour Party is the people that vote Labour. Uh, they're so so pious, and I, I sounds, vote Labour. This sounds like thirty percent shit. To you be sh- safe, just shut your mouth. I want to talk about Pochettino. Go on. Uh, it has affected me, yeah, because he's the best thing that I've ever experienced about this football club. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like he's our best manager since Bill Nick, and not just uh, manager. We're being just honest. Best, we're being honest. Like Bill Nick built, bought the league. <laughs> 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 it's not. It's not even a joke. We spent a huge amount Tweet of money that. winning the. Tweet that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's be honest. Bill Nick bought the league. <laughs> we were the Man City of our day. Um, it's not far from the truth. Although, let, let us know anyone on um, listening to this if I might have been completely out of out of turn here but I'm pretty sure that um, we, we we bought the league in 61 I just think um, you know in all, in all seriousness it's it's one of these things where my personal view of football is is is, is more of just being able to enjoy what I'm watching and there being an element of class to the football club which we've I've always thought we've we've missed actually you know it's always been a bit hit and miss about where we are and the type, the way that managers are treated or the way that way we get players in or mm-hmm. just sometimes just sometimes how the club has been like the whole strat, yeah the bit Stratford thing you know and all that nonsense but now we just have someone who you know I think of everything he's had to deal with in terms of PR wise if you just think purely from a PR thing mm. he's handled it brilliantly never have the club looked you know alright we might have looked you know, a little bit embarrassed with the whole stadium thing but it's never you know he's a chairman's dream yeah I just he's everything that I love about uh, what I think football management should be and how you interact with players and that type of stuff I think the only way he doesn't go the only way he goes to Man United is um, is if he makes a request to Levy that doesn't get met and that would be sacrilegious because if Levy Levy I I mean he's he's not stupid in fact he's probably one of the most intelligent people in football Mm. so for him to not um give in or, or, or try and buck against Pochettino's demands would be I- insanely crazy. So I, I think that if Pochettino wanted something, he would get it. And yeah. if and, and for that reason, I can't see a world where Pochettino leaves. But I, you, are, you have to be able to, and I know people don't like this, but, and, and I don't, it might even not necessarily be, be true in the vast majority of, say, British football watching public anymore, but this is still Manchester United. They're the biggest club in the world. Yeah, but it, and, like, and regardless of where they are now, I think if you're a professional of what you're doing in any field, right, there is always that big, that that biggest fish, right? 
and you will always feel like you are the perfect person for that biggest fish right and i just I, what i what i worry about is that it would have been one of his ambitions from back in the day that coming to england then you know, the pinnacle of being in england is managing the biggest the biggest club in england now people can argue about where they are in the league and where we are and, and i agree with that i don't think that's reason enough the, but the where we are club, where we are well i i, I don't yeah, think that no, holds, yeah. holds any weight i think if he wanted to he could um, he could go to Man United and quickly reverse that situation. Yeah, it's 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 a monster. They are a Ferrari with a terrible engine, and he is a master mechanic. And yeah, he does. But if it, I was a United fan, I could. I mean, that's of the way of everything about the ethos of, of their club. You know, they, they run on three things essentially: is the promotion of youth, entertaining football, you know, and, and winning and and having or what they would see as a bit of class about about things. And and that's what he brings. You know, my what I think it does work in our favour is the fact that he'd had to work with, you know, a, a a commercial director or another layer of management before an owner. Yeah, yeah, but look, just mate, fuck him, fuck him and eat him. He's not like everybody else. He's not. He, he the way he behaved is unlike almost any other manager I've ever heard of. And because of that, perhaps he won't be seduced by some of the things and some of the things that other managers would. But also. He's nearly there with Spurs. Why? Why? Because he's he's not going to become a ship manager overnight. These opportunities are always going to be available to him. He's young as well. Forty six yeah, years old. Look, yeah. he's, he knows. He knows how good he is. He knows how good he is, and he knows how many opportunities are going to be available to him. He's done so much work and built such a great thing at Tottenham that we're on the brink. And he, it, the the kudos and the respect on his name if he achieves something with Tottenham. Far outweighs going to Man United, having two hundred million pounds to spend, and and doing a, a modicum of what Sir Alex Ferguson's already done. I I hope I look. I hope you're right. I just think um, uh, I think there's an element of I think there's already a relationship there between you know Ferguson, Pochettino, and it's something that Ferguson has been quite widely said that it's someone that Pochettino is someone that he wants. You've seen all the other all the ex United players out on manoeuvres this week. You can't what? tell me that they haven't been briefed about what the club want and yeah, any who gives a shit what they want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, just remember it, remember, but we'll stop. Stop it, Alex. We'll, yeah but well yeah but what I'm let me just finish this one point. But what I'm saying is is that when when press are briefed to the extent that they've obviously been briefed and ex players are being briefed to the extent that they've clearly been briefed, it usually usually means that there is at least an inkling that he would be interested in coming because otherwise they wouldn't bother. No. That's that's my only worry. So. Well, yeah, but you're you don't know what you're talking about. No. All you're doing yes. is you're because you're worried. You're you're fucking you're trying to get other people involved. You're like I'll tell you a good example <laughs> is when when this news broke, no one mentioned it in the WhatsApp group. One thing until you come bumbling in. Go, well, Why the fuck aren't you doing no shit? Had mentioned it. Huh? I was annoyed that none of you had mentioned it. Yeah. Of course, because it was a non-story, and it is a non-story. It's just fucking these pre- press gang mental because they've got a we've got a great article actually on the fighting cock uh, about a um, a guy whose theory is a theory as as to why the coverage has become so huge. I mean, it's over the top the coverage around this. It's mad. Um, but then you also again you have to admit this is Manchester United. The, the the reach that they have is is huge. So what I'm saying is for audiences, and this is where things like TV and print and everything else. The the the, peop- the amount of people that will read and listen and watch stuff about Manchester United that pool is massive. So it's a it's a it's easy. It's fish in a barrel. Doesn't matter a, whether it's substance or not. He's a man of principle, and he well, used let's that. Hope so. Well, he is, and he used that to you know convince Deli Ali 
Harry Kane, Ericsson, Lloris to sign new contracts and for them to then throw them under the bus, would he be playing, would they play like they have been for a manager that they didn't trust? He clearly is a man of his word. He said to Darren yeah. Rose once, I will make you an England fullback. He's made Kieran Trippier an England fullback. He, he, not only that, in what was it, the FT, was it um, ESPN's top fullbacks? He was like sixth, <laughs> sixth in the world. And Pochettino did that. Do you know what I mean? So I, I'd, I'd, have loved, I'd have loved to have read that article over Windy's shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Bloody shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They hate him, don't they? I think. Um, yeah, look, look, I'm, confident, I'm confident that it'll stay, but I'm just... Um, the, the, the more of my worry is that not just with him going, but what it would then do if he did. Oh, mate, look, let's, I'm not even, it doesn't matter. Look, if he went, then then it would oh, mate, it'd be awful. It would be awful because we'd have to re, quickly rebound. I'm not saying that we'd be any worse. We could end up being just fine. There are lots of great managers out there. Um, but it's just the, the complete sea change in how we feel about our football club currently. It would yeah. be. Uh, I, I wouldn't enjoy that at all. I mean, I love Pochettino. Fuck it. But... I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's Christmas, man. All right. Um, oh, so we... <clears> before we break, off. I mean, we've got um, a break. We're gonna do about fifteen t- more minutes because we've got some nice mm. questions in. Um, lots about Christmas and whatnot. Uh, and you're a bit of a humbug, aren't you? You don't like Christmas. Uh, you people like you wind me up. You, you say out, that about you... everything. Like... Well, no. You, well, you go out your it's... way. You go out your way to tell people That's you don't like Christmas. No, that's not true. That is true. That isn't true. You, I told you, asked me, don't you just love Christmas time? And I said no. No, that was it. Then you went off on your weird little soapbox. Well, I just don't like the fact, and I'm like, you are a great dad, but I don't like the fact that you've got a kid in the house and you're saying you don't like Christmas. It's not a question of not liking it. It's just I'm not one of these people that are like, oh, feeling all Christmassy this week. Can't wait. It's just, it's just, it's all right. That's all. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's nice being off work and stuff. And look, now we've got the kid, and now she's, you know, as soon as she's old enough to like play with some Nerf guns and stuff, I'm sure it'll be much better. <laughs> but at the minute, it's, you know, it's, oh, that's a nice set of pajamas. That's pretty. Yeah. You know, who cares, you know? <laughs> Give me some presents I can play with. <laughs> what have you bought yourself? Uh, I, haven't bought my, I haven't bought myself anything, actually. But we went to New York, so we've spent a lot of each other on that. But I'm, uh, I'm hoping for a couple of little bits. But uh, do you know what worries me, right? Is, is she always says, oh, you're really difficult to buy for. I'm not. I can't stop thinking about things I want. <laughs> like, the, the list is endless of stuff I want. But I, I shouldn't have to. Is this out of order? Let me know, right? I've bought my missus. I know she, she might be able to hear me. Yeah, um, whisper I'm, it. I'm going to whisper it. I've bought my missus some oven gloves. Oh, yeah. And I forgot iron. That. I've bought her some... Um, what the fuck that's basically stuff, and I'm a bit worried that I'm a misogynist. <laughs> well, you are. I don't think so. She wanted these things. If, that's, if she's asked for it, that's fine. My missus asked for a bloody um, glove that you use to scrape ice off of your windscreen. Fucking <laughs> Imagine is... if I'd have bought that from the BP garage that on the way is, back uh, on Christmas that Eve. That is the worst present. I mean, I... <laughs> I, know. I was like, I'm not getting you that for Christmas because if someone says to you, oh, well, you know, <laughs> where'd you get that from? Yeah. My husband got it for me for Christmas. Fuck yeah. like me. Well, like, like, I, like I bought her an iron, and last Christmas I bought her a fridge. So I'm not sure what I'm saying here, but she likes them. Just she likes it. Set at home, nesting. Yeah, nesting is what she's doing. Uh, Chris Miller says she's iron stuff. Though I've not, I've, I don't think I've ironed anything. Iron, yes. Yeah, she's always up. She's always up here ironing. 
can't she loves yeah. it absolutely loves no, it. an iron doesn't get used in this house don't know, oh, what, mate, don't know maybe it's the type of clothes we wear ollie's um, ollie's ironing i would say 10 hours a week fucking hell that's that mental mad? It is mad, is isn't it? But you know what they do in this house? They're, what they do is they they'll they'll have one piece of clothing, right? And it goes straight in the dirty washing bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do that. Yeah. Once. What a pair of jeans. You wear them once and then they go in the dirty washing. Yeah. Mad. It's mad. not mad. That it's, is. It's, you don't know what's on them jeans. Well, I know I, I know I know what <laughs> what's on your jeans, you dirty little yeah. pig. <laughs> um Chris Miller, he says, uh, he says, what veg do you have for your Christmas dinner? Well, our Chris Miller said that. Yeah. What a fucking boring question. Yeah, what a uh, neek. Well, I have all the veg, obviously. Yeah, I, I have quite a lot of veg. I like, um, I like parsnip, roasted parsnips. Oh, fuck that. That's the one thing I would have not. I'd throw my plate across the room if she served that parsnip on that. Oh, you don't like parsnip? It's just, it's just, it's the vanilla of all veg. Get out my face. Well, I'm not looking... All right, I shouldn't have started with parsnip, but what? But about carrot, like a, a roasted carrot. Yeah, carrot. A roasted, roasted, roasted carrot, and a bit what, of agave. The way, yeah. missus, the way the missus does it, she'll she'll parboil the veg, right, and then she'll roast the, and then on that it'd be like oil, and then put them on a yeah. tray, oil, uh, sort of some mustard seeds, a bit of rosemary, right. But they yeah. cook them, and then for the last fifteen minutes, she makes up a whole grain mustard syrup, and that goes right. that goes on 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 them, uh, and a bit of kind of sugar. And that goes on them for, for about. But then 50. they don't taste the carrots. No, they do. They do. They still taste carroty. But then you have got this lovely kind of, you know, mm. honey. Not sure. Not sure about that myself. Garnish. Uh, well, that, I, what do you uh, do? You boil yours for fifteen minutes and just chuck it on the plate. You heathen. <laughs> <laughs> boil them. They're uh, done. Eat them. Yeah, it's this, 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 this cheap. The veg is the star of the show. You don't need to be fancying it up. All right, you'd, veg you'd, is all right. You'd be a fan of uh, Brussels sprouts. Yeah, I love a big. Oh, love I love a Brussels, a Brussels sprout. sprout. Yeah, honestly, it's, these it's, people that go out of the way to say they don't like Brussels sprouts. Yeah, they're yeah. all people that lack fiber. They got no. They haven't got seven nutrients between them. These people. Yeah, yeah. They, like, like they lack sprouts. fiber and character. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that's that. I don't have any uh, any Christmas any Christmas dinner like routines or traditions that you have that is not like the others I knew someone that used to have peas with their Christmas dinner that's not right is it no that isn't right no um, I don't know I, I quite like um, nothing really I, my, my favourite part of it is the horseradish I love I love horseradish fuck horseradish I can't stand that shit man what yeah mint sauce I have mint sauce on any roast even when I used to eat meat I know you're only meant to have it with lamb but even when I did eat meat I just had lamb uh, mint sauce on everything chicken you know duck Goose, whatever, whack got, it on, and it got a question from George Blackwell. He says, "You open a present tomorrow morning, and it's adoption paper, adoption papers for one of our players. Who would you welcome into your family as your new brother?" Uh, Delhi. Really? Yeah. Think of the, think of the, think of the pussy you could get going out with Delhi. What? I mean, if I wanted that, um, I don't think I'd struggle. I don't need Delhi Ali. And plus, you'll be like the weird. He's weird, mate. He he's up. agent, yeah. He's agent. Is that what you saw? You'd go. You want to create pretend a, agent. a weird yeah. narrative to pull imaginary girls with Deli Ali? How old are yeah. you? Eight. Uh, no, but if by the time I'm 38, if I'd have managed to, you know, have sex with a few more people because of that, I'd, I'd deem it a success. Yeah, fair enough. The Hamburger <laughs> 77 he says it's just me or Sissoko getting better every game. It was absolutely immense against the Toffees. Uh, cheers from Denver. 
it's mad, isn't it? It's, it's, it's confidence. It's confidence. It's 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 so he's so much obviously such a confidence player, but playing ten minutes here, a game here, and then not playing for a week and coming back in, it doesn't work for people like that. And that's where he's benefited. And the problem will be is that if he when he does drop out for bits and pieces, which he will, mm. and he, he ever at any point feels that he's not in that main rotation of it, he'll struggle again, I think. But hopefully, I think he's proved that, you know, as long as, you know, his, fit, his fitness levels are ridiculous. He's a very, very fit um, footballer. Yeah. You know, it's against um, against Barcelona was just unbelievable. Yeah. And and he's he will benefit massively from the fact that we have signed no one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and it's just like the understanding of what we have in our squad that we didn't know we had. Like like a new signing, can't it, yeah. I know it's a over a cliche that's overdone all the time, but insane. How, yeah. how, how I mean, how we much. talked about it on the last one of just you know I've made a, a a promise to myself now not to not to be so reactionary, particularly over over players if they haven't been given the chance. Really, we've got a question you know, from and, Spurs in Barcelona. Yeah, this is good. I'm a 35-year-old man with a full-time job and a fiance who has asked for a PS4 with FIFA 19 for Christmas. How do yeah, I convince right. myself that this is acceptable? Yeah, I did that last year. Yeah, so mate, I, I mean, I I don't think it's a problem. I think they're actually the average age of people that play computer games is is in your 30s now. So yeah, as long as you're just playing like the normal stuff, not these dorks who are like you know talking about it on Reddit. If you're just playing a bit of FIFA and stuff, that's fine. But well, not 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 these dorks like you know like Spooky and Bardi. What? So if they're playing games that like like social games, games that you can have a beer with with a laugh with your mates, that's fine. Like FIFA or something or Mario Kart. But, yeah, a bit of Call of Duty. But 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 like or a bit of Call of Duty, <clears throat> but like Red Dead Redemption. Or no, like, what in that like someone where you're pretending to be a cowboy? Yeah, sounds a bit noncy to me. <laughs> Uh, Ian Martin followed this up with, yeah, who on earth wants a PS4? And then Not So Skinny Pete says, people who want to be able to play the best games, I would suggest. <laughs> Good, they're having like a geek off. <laughs> I've got both. I've got a PlayStation and an Xbox. And yeah. I think I only play FIFA on either of them anytime. Yeah, I mainly just watch the the boy playing. So I made a big mistake. He was He's, he's eight. And he's like, been watching these YouTubers playing GTA, right? Grand Theft Auto, and I was like, oh, I'll just get it, I'll download it for him, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, and then I've been watching him play, him play. it's not fine, like eight-year-olds no, eight shouldn't be playing that game. Yeah, it's a bit strong even for me, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, but now I've done it, I can't take it away, so just, just hoping just, he'll be alright, really. Just Yeah, just, you know. Hopefully he'll be alright. That'd be good. It'd be nice to watch what he does on there. Where does he go? Well, Who he does asked, he run over? Well, yeah, he does all that. He asked. He asked. He's asked some things about it, like, like what does the N word mean and stuff like that. <laughs> like, he's eight. Jesus. But he's you know he's being educated. Like I'm educating him afterwards. Trying yeah, to get him onto another game. Bought bought him Spider Man too. Spider Man, the new Spider Man game. Much yeah, more you wholesome. can play Spider Man. Spider Man's all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, not, you know, started that's playing science. it. Started playing it. Didn't like it. Put GTA back on. I get bored of it. Like, you lot were all saying to play that Last of Us type thing. I still haven't done it. It's been a year. Yeah, that's, just... good. that's good. Yeah, but... Yeah, that's like a film, mate. It's like a, that's like an interactive film. The storytelling is amazing. Mm. It's still a bit of pretending to be something you're not. Noncy. bit noncy. Yeah. All right. Who's this? Oh, no. Um. Yeah. All right. Is that, is that it? it? Is it? I think so. 
Well, Let's, uh, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're back from you know my ends out in the country when we can actually sit down and talk together like real people instead of dorks over Skype oh, the, like doing like the 30% oh just anything I think just, um, uh, yeah we, so we did record the pilot the 30% but obviously you want to make sure it's 100% right and I've been concentrating on the fighting cock before releasing that sort of stuff but we are yeah. it is still happening it's just um I want to make sure it's 100 right. It's good to get some feedback from people as well because, like with the 30 percent one, it's some of it is you know, is it just is all they want to hear about is wanking and porn, or well, do you just want us to talk about I, other subjects, you know, my, relatively seriously? In my head, it's it was like it's like it's it's the stuff that makes us laugh. Just getting that onto the pod, but you can't force that sort of stuff. So if yeah, we need, we need to talk about bits and pieces going on in the world. I, I, I'll get it right. I'll, I'll get it right, but um. You know, we weren't anywhere near um, drunk enough for a pilot episode. Well, or something. And, yeah, and the kids were in the other episode. Uh, sorry, yeah, the episode. They're, the kids were in the other room <laughs> as well, so it's, only, like, it's not the right environment to do it. We'll uh, fix it. We'll, we'll sort it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, Papa, well, how far? Where do you live from me? Just uh, tell me. I'll just come down to you, mate. I'll do about how long? How far is it? Uh, about an hour and a half, hour forty-five from where we are right now. Maybe so that's we'll alright. Do like that's doable. A, a, do an evening. You got a den? Have you got like a little sex den? Have you? I can, I can sort something out, mate. You've Don't got, worry. You've got a den, though, haven't you? Uh, well, like yeah. Just put, the seats, just put the seats down. It's an estate. You know, put the seats down and you know, just what? just stay there. Fine in the car. I don't want to see this estate car. car. I'm saying like, seats we, we could like I don't know. Oh, you want to come to the den? Oh, okay. Yeah, come in. Get some gear in. I can't put it on public radio. I'll tell you the address. Okay. All right then, boy. Well, um, right. I'll uh, have a lovely Christmas, everybody. Thank yeah. you for, for listening to us dribble on for the last uh, 45 minutes. Um, uh, we're doing one more Skype pod probably uh, before we, we're back to normality. Um, but, you know, thanks for listening. And, and what, what a great time it is to be alive. Like since, um, you know, since, what's it called? The Arsenal game. We have, it's insane. Yeah. Form. And, and the reaction has been ridiculous. There's yeah. some proper minerals about you to go and go and put in a couple of weeks' performances like like we've done. Yeah. You know, it's 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 good to see. Merry fucking Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.